Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and tuning up. This is Scott Jensen with my Ancient Wisdom Modern Health Podcast. Here, I share and explain how to get and stay healthy with Tai Chi, Qigong, and Kung Fu. Mixing interviews with incredible people and my own insights and experiences, we look for timeless wisdom and proven practices to be healthy and happy today. The crane is one of the most beautiful birds in the world. Tall, elegant, sophisticated. The crane is shown throughout Chinese art as a symbol of longevity, intelligence, and balance. But what are the secret or hidden meanings of the crane loved by the Taoist and the traditional martial artists of China? First, let's look at why the Taoists love the cranes, and then let's look at what lessons cranes have for those of us that practice classical Chinese martial arts. The Taoists love cranes for a couple of reasons. First off, the cranes are obviously extremely intelligent birds. And if you're ever able to get close to a crane at a park or a zoo and really look at them and make some eye contact with them, you'll realize that the presence of the crane is impressive and its intelligence is obvious. They are really looking back at you and you know it. The crane also has an ability to gather its chi, like in meditation as we do, but the crane has the ability to gather its chi very strongly and then emit a whooping cry that can be heard for miles. For most of us humans, we're lucky if we yell at the top of our lungs to be heard a single block away. However, for a crane to be able to be heard miles away is a really impressive demonstration of its ability to gather its chi and then focus it. So the Taoists really admire this ability of the crane. The crane also has the ability to stand on one leg. Many of these live in northern climates. If they're faced with a snowstorm that's coming in, the crane's strategy to conserve its warmth and survive the storm is to find a good spot. They can anchor its foot and grip the ground, and then it pulls one leg up and tucks it underneath its wing, and then it folds its head and neck underneath the other wing. So the only way that the crane can lose heat is by the single leg that it is standing on that might be exposed to the snow and wind. And then the cranes will just stand there and they'll either make it through the snowstorm or they'll be frozen to death like a crane popsicle right there. This is amazing to imagine. Could you stand on one foot for three days or more in a snowstorm like a crane? I certainly can't, and I have pretty good balance. So this is a truly remarkable feat of the crane, and this also shows their ability to gather their chi, to conserve their chi, 
and to be able to endure. And those are really important qualities uh, that the Taoists admire in the crane. The crane has a couple of lessons for us in martial arts. Because of this ability to stand on one leg for days at a time if needed, the crane is a symbol of balance. And we have one stance called the crane stance. And in this stance, you're standing upright and you've lifted one knee high. So your foot is off the ground. The foot that's off the ground could have your toe touching your knee or it could be hanging in midair. And it takes a bit of strength to do the crane stance. The higher you lift your knee and the tighter you're able to tuck your foot in shows a great deal of muscular control, and it also shows a great deal of balance. So the crane stance is used as a way to retreat, to pull your foot up out of another stance and save your ankle or knee or leg from being attacked by the opponent. It's a position from which you can throw kicks if you have sufficient skill. And it's a fantastic way to train your balance. So the crane stance is one of the main stances that people practicing traditional Tai Chi, traditional combat-oriented Kung Fu, all of those really use the crane stance a lot. Now, another way that the crane impacts us and the lesson that we learn from the crane in martial arts is we look at the crane's neck. And cranes have a very remarkable ability to lift and extend their neck. And then when they're striking to try and catch a fish, then they're actually the striking mechanism predominantly a quick action of their neck that drives their beak forward. So cranes have a very remarkable ability to use their neck. And particularly in Tai Chi, but in some of the other internal arts, again, this is mainly a Tai Chi and a Taoist concept, the crane symbolizes the ability to open your skeletal system, to lift up your head, and to lift open your neck and spine. This was opposed to the image, perhaps, of the tortoise, which symbolizes concentrating the chi into the center of the body. The tortoise is one big center with tiny head and legs sticking out. All it really has is the center of its body. There's nothing else. And that's what it just does all the time is condensed chi into the center of its body. So the crane sort of symbolizes the other function, which is to expand and open. And this is very important for our spines to remain healthy, for our necks to remain healthy, for our lower backs to remain healthy, we want to open the spine and lift up the top of our head and add a little bit of space between all of the vertebrae and the spine, try and float them apart a little bit. And we do this through varied methods, but the main one is to simply concentrate on lifting and leveling your head and then sinking your tailbone and hips down and leveling your hips, and then gently putting a stretch or slight torsion on the entire spine, and then using your breathing to relax all of the muscles around the spine. This isn't a fast method, but it does feel good. 
And as you gradually practice your martial arts, you're able to lengthen and open your spine and extend it more. By opening your spine and making sure that it's not excessively compressed, you're able to relieve pinched nerve pain, all sorts of other pain, and to actually draw your spine into a much stronger position. If your spine is collapsing and the vertebrae are subtly out of alignment and the tendons and muscles and ligaments around your neck have different patterns of tension, this isn't actually the stablest and strongest position for your head and neck and upper body. So as you're practicing and you're thinking about lifting your head and leveling your chin and lengthening and opening your neck and spine and body, this is actually a wonderful way to increase the structural strength of all of your postures. Now, when we think about the crane as a symbol of balance and looking at how do we maintain our balance, the key joint to focus on in maintaining your balance is the ankle. And if your ankle is collapsing or pronating inward, you simply are not going to be able to keep your balance very well. And until you really sort of line up your knee and your hip directly over your leg, you're going to have a difficulty maintaining your balance. So the way that we want to address this very common issue of the ankle and knee collapsing a little bit is to focus on our upper thigh and our hip joint. And if you begin a rotation outward with your upper thigh, you'll be able to bring your knee into alignment with your foot, put your knee directly over your foot, and then have a very stable position, a stable structure to allow yourself to stand up and to maintain a crane stance balancing on one leg. other part of balance, which is very important, is to balance your mind. So in our Kung Fu Animal Power, the crane course, which uh, we will be making available in the future, I'm not sure exactly when, but I'm really looking forward to working on it. During our crane program, you'll be learning about balance your mind, balance your body. And the idea of balancing your mind is to be equally aware all around you so that you're aware of behind you in equal proportion to your awareness in front of you. You're aware of the right side, the left side, front and back evenly. If your attention really shifts to one direction or another, you really shift your attention to the right side, you'll tend to tilt or lean or lose your balance to the right side. If you throw your energy and your attention to the left side, you could lose your balance to the left side. Most people rarely try to maintain any awareness of anything behind them. There's little reason to in our civilized modern society. So people don't normally pay that much attention to anything behind them. But if you really want to keep your balance, you need to make it a priority 
to also be aware of what's behind you. And this can be just trying to, with your mind and hearing, to hear behind you, maybe to feel behind you, to sort of orient your mind a little bit behind you. And if you can do this, then it becomes very easy to keep your balance, you know, provided that you have aligned your ankle properly. If you've aligned your ankle properly, you have a foundation. If your ankle is not aligned properly, you really won't be able to keep your balance or only with great difficulty in any case. So once your ankle is aligned, then what you're doing with your mind really and your awareness really becomes a critical factor. And by balancing your mind's awareness around you, that will help you to maintain your balance with your body. And it will also help you to be more aware for the purposes of self-defense. I have observed many times where I might be weighted down in my mind by different concerns and things that are happening, and there might be a lot of distractions, and I'm really trying to, at those moments, focus my mind on Tai Chi and get myself together. And what I found, the process of doing a proper crane stance really requires so much concentration to maintain my balance that the process of actually concentrating my mind enough to keep my balance and really do the Tai Chi sword moves, for example, properly, forces me to forget about everything else. And all the other things I was worried about, I have to let go of those and just free up the mental resources to balance my mind and keep my physical balance in the difficult postures and movements that we find in our forms. So in this sense, learning how to balance your body, forcing yourself to balance your body is actually a way to help balance and calm your mind as well. This is just another example of why I think all of these arts that we're learning and practicing, the Tai Chi, the Northern Shaolin, the Lan Shou Chan, the Song the Xing Yi Chan, all of these classical arts are so deep and they benefit us on so many levels, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And I hope that you're able to use them to just maintain your balance in life and feel great. Thank you for listening. Please be careful and take appropriate actions and plan what you need to do. And until our next podcast, Keep moving, stay well, and be happy. Thank you for joining me and listening in. Please remember to subscribe and share. If you have questions, please send them to ask at ancientwisdommodernhealth.com.